I don't know why these stories came to mind. Well, these events in my life came to mind. I um I was just realizing how poor we were, you know. Because uh, the thing is, I um, got my check, and I absolutely had to go through it, you know, four hundred dollars rent, four hundred dollar deposit. Had to get utilities. I had to get a heater because last night it was so fucking cold. Out of all the nights I spent in the desert where it didn't get below 45 degrees, it is I come into the city inside the trailer and it's goddamn 35 degrees last night. All night. So, and my little propane stove burning for a little bit. But, <clears throat> and I didn't have a uh, propane for the trailer because I didn't get that. I just got it today though. But I also got a heater. I uh, went to go to grilling on the heater. But uh, I was just thinking about, okay, I'm going to have to make it tight, be tight. And that's cool. I, I got everything I need. got food, utilities on, got hot water. You know, I got my internet. I got whatever I need, I've got. I don't need to go buy anything. I got my weed. <laughs> but uh, all I got, all I really got to do is go do laundry. So... That's uh, tomorrow. But I was just sitting there thinking, you know, money. Money, you know, really, to me, I don't worry about money, you know, as long as I got enough to live the day to day. And the reason that came to my mind, because when we were young, uh, I, I really absolutely when I was real young, didn't have any idea, have no idea of of, uh, money and, you know, what it took to make money. And I know, you know, shit was hard. You know, it wasn't like the shit we saw on TV or anything. But I uh, had to uh, learn. And when I did learn, you know, yeah, but I had to learn, and I had to learn a hard lesson about, you know, just how poor, and it came quick, and I mean, it wasn't nothing that hurt me, I mean, it hurt me at the moment when I learned it, uh, maybe a little bit to go through it after the event, but, you know, then you get used to when, I mean, because we would always just leave a note for daddy if we needed anything, and he would either leave, give it to us, or not, <laughs> but, you know, and when he didn't, you know, it was never no question of, hey, well, you didn't even no money, it was just one that because more than not, you know, when you're asking for, you know, a dollar or two dollars to go to a trip or a dollar to go to the trip plus something to buy, some candy or something when you're at the trip, you know, and he'd do that. Now, on a whole, he did that. And so, you know, he kept us pretty um, shielded from, now, don't get me wrong, we've seen the other kids with different things, but hell, it was, there's too many of us to have a bike each. I think we maybe had one bike. As growing up, we had toys that we shared, you know, we played games together, uh, like, um, fuck, I don't even know, Monopoly, different things, we played Chinese checkers, we played checkers, we played cards, we played everything board games 
uh, Mac games, writing games, every kind of goddamn game you could think of. The kids played inside the house on a rainy day. We did that pretty much every day when Mama and Mama wasn't gone much, but you know sometimes you know it rained a lot, you know. And then Mama did have to go places, so and Daddy was always working, you know, home on the weekend. But the thing was, I was in Moton, and uh, again, yeah, you know, like I say, you know, there was those kids around us who, you know, like a friend of mine, David, David Williams. Oh my God, I ain't talk think about this boy in a long time. He was my uh, friend in elementary. Him and Gary Ward, and. It was opposite of each other, and I was right there in the middle because um, David was tall, linky, black, full-eyed, <laughs> and Gary was a little short, uh, reddish dude, and he uh, was loudmouth, boisterous, <laughs> and they got his ass in trouble because he thought he was a gangster. Mate, I don't know how he's doing now. don't even know if he's alive either of them. But I... Uh, this I uh you know, they were lucky because they only I think Gary maybe had a brother or something. That's where I learned how to eat cheese and egg I mean egg and uh ketchup. Egg and ketchup sandwich. And David down the street, him and his mother used to it was really nice that he had an older brother too. And his mother was really nice, proper strict on him though, but she tried education and um she lived right down the street from us. So uh, I'm not sure whatever happened to David, if he ever moved on or if we moved on as friends, you know. Because I don't think I remember him going to Carver. Um, some of them, some of the people in the project had that luxury. And if you had one child yeah, or two child, you probably, and worked, and, you know, you, you probably had the luxury of sending your child to one of them Catholic schools, like where Val went. <laughs> and, and, um get out of the project, you know, get a good jump start. But then, you know, it wasn't so much the project, it was the education. And most of our teachers at the time was really good. Uh, they really looked out for us. Um, we, you know, we was going through different things at home. And, uh, you know, I don't think in elementary did they realize that. Like everybody got a goddamn dollar when they want to take a child on a field trip. And yeah, they may give advance notice, but shit, in the project, everything always popping up. You know, that dollar you got today might be needed for something tomorrow, you know. Uh, no telling why. So, but anyway, that's how things were in the project. And I, <laughs> I was in, um, I couldn't even think of the teacher name. Might have been Miss Jones, my first grade, my fourth grade teacher, and I loved her. She's a tall lady, mmm, caramel color, and I love Miss Jones. And I hung on to every word she said. And uh, we was going to uh, somewhere. I think we might have been having a Christmas party or something. Mmm. One of them damn holiday party because you had to bring food, and I was uh, ended up having to bring the pickles. Uh, I don't know if it was sliced. It probably was sliced pickle. So what had happened was, uh, come the day to go to school with my pickles, because they're going to have a party that day. They, um, I was 
you know, looking for the pickles, getting the pickles, and I grabbed the jar of pickles and put them in my bag and stuff. And I don't think it was no backpack. It was probably a paper bag or something. They didn't have, uh, they didn't have uh, plastic bags doing this. So it was probably a big old swag button bag, if anything. And uh, my mom stopped me and told me to give me that jar. And I gave her the jar. She opened it and took half the pickles out. I said, this for your brother now. This for everybody else in the house, you know. I'm like, Mom, I'm not going to school with no half a job because I had never stood up to my mother before. I was I was a good kid. <laughs> she said, yeah, you bringing your ass to school. First time in my life I answered her back. I said, I ain't going to school. I ain't going to school with that. I ain't going to school with no half a job pickle. Uh, I'm sure my mother knew about peer pressure, but she was trying to make me understand that, you know, this is pickles. You go and bring pickles to a class with 20 children, you know, and they're going to gobble them up if they got them. If they got half a jar, they're going to eat the half a jar and be, uh, uh, you know, uh, careful with it. You know, make sure everybody gets some. But I, I didn't realize that. All I knew is I couldn't go to school with half a jar of pickles. It was hard enough going to school already with holes in my shoes, you know, old clothes, my brother hand-me-downs and stuff. And I really had it harder. I got teased a lot. But, you know, that teasing soon didn't bother to me, you know, because once I started cursing, I think that was in <laughs> elementary, I'd say, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. And leave it like that. Most of them wouldn't answer or laugh at me. You know. And I wasn't a fighter, you know. It was just, you know, I had my sisters who were fighters, Melvin and Anna. They didn't mind scrapping. And Everett. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know, uh, I was Miss Rosemary's son. And, you know, that didn't carry a whole lot of weight, but everybody knew Miss Rosemary's son, and they didn't bothers too much. You usually tease us on a whole as, you know, because we walk the church and shit like that uh, Sunday morning, but shit, usually when we was walking the church ever, they were sleeping, so they never seen us, you know, it was early Sunday mornings. But I really, uh, I think I did bring that job, Pickles, to school, and, you know, it was years later, years, years later, I just realized, I mean, I realized how poor it was immediately after that, um, and I, I, I was just disturbed by the way I acted. But then, you know, I said, "Hey, I was a kid that didn't know no better," but didn't realize, you know, how desperate our situation was at times. And many of the people around us was like that, living hand in hand. And you know, there was a lot of bars. Somebody go to your door, can you get a bar some sugar, get a bar some flour. You got a couple of eggs, you got this and that. And usually we gave it, you know, unless somebody made something like a habit of that. And and I remember on Pleasure Street, um, it may have been more than that, but there was a lady upstairs. This lady was fucking white, whiter than my mom. And for some reason, I don't know, and my mom and me get along. Because for once, the lady I remember used to come down and borrow all the time. My mom stopped her, you know, and she uh, started trying to do that when my dad was around, and my mom, like, stopped and She came down one morning, and uh, um, 
Oh, and my mom ended up fighting. <laughs> and I, I you know, it was like, shit. And that was the first person I've seen fighting in my family. <laughs> you know, my mom, my mom was, like, had this red gun. And her and this one was in the hallway fighting. I came outside, came back in there, talked and shit, went outside. And I'm like, okay. But, uh, it was the lady boring so much that, you know, she went overboard and then she was nasty with it. Now, the second time, uh, you know, our <laughs> economic disadvantage hit us, hit me was when uh, I think I had just started school in the eighth grade or on the junior side, just started on the junior side. I don't below, know, remember if I was um, in eight or seven, but I think it was might have been seven. Because I went from, uh, yeah, I went from Moulton to Edwards in seventh grade. So I, uh, not Edwards, uh, Carver Jr. I was on the junior side, or rather they changed the name of it to Carver Middle. And, oh, they might have did that a couple of days, years later, actually, when I got out. Because I don't know if I ever went to Carver Middle, went to Carver Jr. And... Uh, it was, you know, I hadn't had a job. All I had was a summer job before, and I think that year they just couldn't get a summer job, you know, not with the school like I had last year. So I, uh, I'm not sure what I did for the summer. Probably did shit, just hanging out, you know, around the house, you know, under my pole when I could, otherwise outside. And I remember I used to be so, so, so black from hanging out in them street, bare feet, flat foot is here. <laughs> Quitty, come here. And um, I remember school was starting. I was going to junior high. I mean, yeah, junior high, and I uh, didn't have any shoes. Now my dad was a trucker. He uh, he wore boots. Not cowboy boots, but they were sort of like work boots. And they were tall, go up to your calves. Um, and for me, you know, the red old boots, they went up to maybe almost my knee. But my feet were big and I fit them. But anyway, uh, I had uh, my actually were the same size as my father when I was in seventh grade. I shut up like a bean pole, but my feet were first. And I had. Uh, Remember, I didn't have any tennis shoes for gym or anything, but I did have the boost to wear the school now. At the time, you know, pants weren't the flare, just like talking about bell bottoms or anything. So I had to either put the pants in the boot, and I was actually embarrassed by it, but my daddy bought those boots because, I mean, it was brand new boots, and I uh, I was so embarrassed by them, you know, and I was teased relentless by them. I said, fuck you, man. I slip them boots off and uh, go uh, play basketball with no shoes on and everything, you know, doing gym. So, you know, and then finally I just say, fuck it, you know. Um, I, I, I won't, as long, as long as I need it. And then worry about anything, worry about anybody teasing me. Shit, that's what I had, that's what I wore. And, I mean, it was a done deal when I, uh, 
I'm not sure how long I wore them. I'm sure I got some tennis shoes for uh, gym later for those. Probably some com- Converse went out there and uh, I think I might have started working. But I know I worked, uh, I went and got a job. Uh, I had a job in eighth grade. I used to go to the bowling alley and clean up at the, uh, well, I work at the bowling alley with uh, in Majorland in Gentile. But the thing is, you know, my, my dad bought those boots from me. They were pretty expensive boots, and I never let him know I didn't want the boots or were embarrassed to wear them. Um, but then, you know, I got used to them, and hell, I, uh, I, I do appreciate what both of them done for me as far as um, providing. They provided what they could, and I mean, I didn't have to go barefoot. Maybe not had the shoes I wanted, but I never went barefoot unless I wanted to. I uh, always had drawers, maybe drawers I had to share with my brother them. <laughs> but, you know, uh, life was such for poor people in the projects, you know. Um, uh, the thing is, I was well shielded in the early years of this poverty we lived in. Because of my parents, you know, and because my dad took care of us. And like I said, I don't remember my mom working till I was in sixth grade. So for my, ba- my dad to do that and do two jobs with it and then still have his fun and do what he did, you know, it took an amazing person. And, uh, you know, along the way, Nam, one of us, Nam, one of the children died. So out of 11, hell. So money. To me, it's like, uh, okay, uh, something that I could look at and say, okay, I did without in when I was a kid. I mean, I did without many times as an adult because I don't borrow. I don't uh, ask for loans or favors. I don't uh, sell shit, hot shit that I got. I... I usually gauge my check and, you know, I live within my means, but still, when I got to spend money, even if it means, you know, I'm going to be tight until the next one, you know, I'm good. Because <laughs> it's all about, you know, living and living the way I want, and this is how I do it. So, but, you know, it just bring to mind, brought to mind those two stories, um, you know, about the pickles and boots, <laughs> and you know how sometimes you know a child could be so blind to what's really in front of their face. And I mean, you know, the thing was, he looked at TV, he looked at Buffy, the uh, who is this um, Family Affairs? I don't even think a black program was on yet. You know, all the know best this bullshit. You know where they give you this idea of America, and you living in the fucking horror of America. And uh, you're dealing with it, your parents dealing with it, and you know, the thing about it is it's um, for a parent to hide that, or not hide, but conceal that, keep a child ignorant to the real plight was a goddamn good thing. Uh, but when, I, when you find out, it kind of hits you and it's like, fuck. But then, you know, I think... Uh, you could take it one or two ways. You could help, hate, hate your parents for being poor. And my sister was, oh, she was good at that, Anna. Um, and I, she made my parents pay for it, or my mom. 
uh, she wouldn't pull it on my dad, but, you know, when it came to, my mom used to sew their clothes, and she, I mean, sewed clothes, I mean, hell. But at the time, you know, it wasn't fashionable to sew, have sewn clothes unless these girls sewn it themselves, and Anna wasn't about to do that shit. <laughs> but uh, mom made her outfit one day, and she, um, Raise hell and all kind of shit and wouldn't stop until mama went and bought her outfit. And I don't know what it was for, but I, you know, I could say that was same as the, with the pickle, you know, with the pickle. So, um, you know, but she was much older. She was in uh, senior high, but then, you know, a girl in senior high, <laughs> hey, gotta look right. I mean, and I think this was for some kind of event at the school. But anyway, you know, uh, I think uh, it's good to parents to shield a child from the horrors, but you got to also give them a picture of what to get ready for. And, you know, uh, again, you know, just by living in project, we got a pretty good fucking picture of what's to come because it was there already. Anyway, that was me being a selfish kid, pickles and boots. But those boots, they were big old brown boots, and they were just as shining. It was the same type of boots, same boots my dad had. And uh, we would uh, polish my dad's boots at time. You know, he'd pay us. Not all the time. You know, if you polished him without him asking him, and he ain't had no change or nothing, he said, I ain't next you. I told you about that, you know, because he didn't want his shoes polished all the time because he wanted to make sure you put pace on it. Because <laughs> sometimes my brother and him would put that uh, liquid uh, uh, polish on it, which he never liked because it cracks the leather. It starts drying it. Over time, it cracks the leather. So he never wanted that. But the things we used to do for my, my dad was go to the store for him, polish his boots, and um, do any damn thing he asked you to do, you know. Show you how to cook the fucking rice, go dish me a plate, um, who cooked the rice? <laughs> Who pulled up the rice? You know. Um, and mom, you know, it was the same thing. You would run to the store for uh, uh, do different things around the house. Go make sure you do this. Help your brother with his homework. Da da da. Because like I said, when I was in sixth grade, my homework was done. It's when they got home and I was out. And by the time I uh, was in junior high, shit, my homework was done before I even left school. <laughs> So I um, pretty much had a lot of time on my hand, and I spent it around pretty much my dad. My mom was busy with all the other kids mostly, you know, because uh, she was firm, and she was actually busy a lot with the ones she thought was weak. You know, Billy, oh, she gave Billy the blues. Um, but mostly, you know, she was all right. She wore out. From raising the first three, I got a break, Aaron got a break. Billy got here, Zelda got here, Karen got here. And then the, the three behind that, or the four behind, wait, that's three, three behind that, they got a breeze because they didn't even live in the project. They were living across the canal then. But, uh, no, I think, uh, I owe my parents a lot, I do, and I, um, I know my mom said some nasty things to me, but, you know, how can you hate your mama? You know, you can't. You can't. And the only thing I want to do is one day, it's, 
I don't know. I, I don't know what waits, but if I do get a chance to talk to her again, just talk to her. Maybe she'll be a different person. But anyway, I like to meet my dad. I like to meet my mom. And I think, you know, more than that, I do have, uh, have um, some kind of feeling that spiritually we may meet again, even before I die. But anyway, <laughs> later. Oh, I got a bunch of stories like that.